It's Friday, July 23rd, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show without Jen Grant. On today's episode, I once again fly this ship solo as Jen takes the day off. Join me as I talk about wearing suits and doing comedy. Siegel hits amusement park ride girl in the face. Mina Savari recounts weird Kevin Spacey moment. Dr. Dre ordered to pay $293,306 per month in spousal support. Your lawn is a window to your soul and pooping Trump man found guilty. Plus, no daily dose with Jan Grant, but your comments and a whole lot more. Breathe. And it all starts now. Now. Why don't we do a take Taz, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodri. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delicepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Who am I talking to? What am I yeah. doing? Julian Dion Comedy Hour? You're okay. listening to the... <laughs> <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy, changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Days and not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays, happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. Eh? <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me below, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's a, it's a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay. Show without Jen Grant. Yes, that's right. The Julian Dion Show without Jen Grant. No. Yeah, maybe better. Solo Pod, another Solo Pod coming at you, episode 412. Recording this on a Friday, Friday, July 23rd. That's not so. 
Not to be that person. Wow, it's July already. But I am going to be that person. It's crazy. I am, by the way, reintegrating into society after so many months of pandemic. My social skills are brutal. This is my go-to now when I'm in social situations. It's happened a few times. I'm just standing there. As soon as there's a lull, I'll look at the time and then say the time. Go, wow. 8.47. Crazy. Could have sworn it was like 7.30. Gun to my head. That's, that's the level of small talk. This is where I'm at. So now I'm doing that with the show. July 23rd. That's crazy. Broadcasting to you from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hey, hey, hey. Sigida. Welcome to the show, everybody. Jen is uh, sleeping. She's in bed. Slept in today. Decided to take the day. It was kind of talked about yesterday on the show. Of course, Jen Grant headlining Absolute Comedy in Ottawa, the nation's capital. For those who live in the area, go to absolutecomedy.ca for reservations and tickets. Showtimes. Performing again tonight. Two shows Saturday and one show Sunday. I'll be on both shows Saturday. So, yes. Thanks if you're watching live this morning. Going to ask you to go ahead and smash that like button on YouTube if you are watching live. As you know, this is a unique property of our podcast as we record it live. Not a lot of podcasts do that. Most pre-record. We do it right to tape. You can, you can take part in the show. I'm on comments today, by the way. I'm multitasking, but... Um, we are live on Facebook and YouTube, so leave us your comments and share, but on uh, this, yes, yes, and also one last piece of business before we get into it, if you uh, are listening on Apple Podcasts, and we do have a lot of listeners, we our listenership is growing every day, so thank you so much. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I... Uh, urge you, I implore you, if I may, to go ahead and leave a review. It makes all the difference in the world. Aww. Yes. All right. So, today's a solo pod, as I mentioned. Jen is, is, uh, is a little tired, and so we'll see what uh, happens. I just, we'll see how, we'll go as long as we can go. Of course, it's always easier to, to do the show with Jen. It's, it's uh, easy to bounce. I don't need any prep, really, with Jen. I can come on here and we gab away uh, like two, like two, uh, anyway. But alone, I, I just, I picked up, I just went through the internet this morning, the internets, picked out a few topics, and we'll see what sticks. Going on a lot of websites this morning, I, I this cookies thing, I don't know, this is a new thing of the last year, two years no more than two years where you have to accept cookies on every website. Here's the thing to developers. If you may, try to make yours like cute and wordy in your own words, this cookie thing, like I still don't understand what's happening. Like I've been using the internet for since the beginning of time and only recently now you have to approve cookies on every website. Does anybody, has anybody looked into why we're doing this? What's What, what are they sliding by? Because I, I don't read any of it. I just accept... Although I do notice when people kind of modify it and make it hip and like grab the reader's attention. You don't need to grab my attention. You're asking for my cookies approval, which I don't know what any of that means. I'm going to say yes because I want to see what's behind it. Unless 
you make it too hard to find the I agree button or you've worded it uh, in a funny, witty way. Like, yeah, I'm good with it. Uh, like, uh, why, why just go agree, disagree? Because they will not go on your website. Why so cynical this morning? I mean, what's, uh, what's going on? What's going on? I'm on soundboard today, comments and notes of topics. So multitasking, I'm going to try not to, because uh, uh, I do that every single time that I'm on a solo pod. I, uh, I just did it again. I seem to f- search my words more for my words. Good morning, Marty Lejar and uh, Ken. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Ken is uh, responsible for the soundboard. And uh, for that, he gets a round of applause, as you know. All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to, we're actually going to rethink our show hours. Now, we're going to keep bringing to you the quality content that we do Monday to Friday. Five episodes a week of the podcast is just the live tapings is most likely going to have to change from 7 a.m. to, I don't know, a few hours later because now that the uh, world is opening up, and it is opening up, no more of this, oh, we'll be in a fourth wave by Christmas talk. You fuck off! We, uh, it's over. We won, we're out of it. We're getting out of it. Fully vaxxed, waxed, and ready for hot girl summer. But my point being, uh, now we're doing shows almost every night. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine nights a week, believe it or not. And um, so it's just late nights. I had two shows last night. Did a spot on Jen's show at Absolute Comedy. Then I crossed town to Gatineau, crossed the bridge, and did a French uh, show. And even if you try to get out early, as soon as you're done, by the time I get to Wakefield, you're all jazzed up and... and uh, uh, all jazzed up with nowhere to go. Hey. and uh, But you don't quite sleep right away. So, I don't know. It was must have been 11.30, midnight maybe, by the time I went to bed last night, fell asleep. And then the alarm goes off at 5. And that's just, I can't function on five hours of sleep. Some people do. I can't. All right? Some people get like pride themselves on that that's our our culture western culture i don't i don't sleep bro i sleep i'll sleep when i'm dead oh that's not right anyway we uh i i need my sleep i need eight long sweet sweet blissful hours minimum even more bring it on i i just need it so with that said with the schedule and and everything uh I just can't get anything done when I'm tired. I it's such a productivity killer. Like just as much as like being hungover or something. If I'm exhausted, I get nothing done. Because for me, my big Achilles or not Achilles heel, but my big thing in life is that little hump you need to get over to get the things done that you know should be you should be doing, but you don't feel like doing. I, I just that little. Once you start, you're good. You get that little hump just to go over. You start whatever it is. I'm good, but it's that little hump is huge. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> that was a bit of a stretch, but that hump. And so um, 
being tired, it becomes almost impossible to go over that hump to to start anything on my to-do list. I just drag my feet and I waste a full day. So, in order, uh, in the name of productivity and my moods, we're going to push the show back just to, because, you know, we've been on this COVID schedule for the last year and a half. I don't know about you, but I've been going to bed ridiculously early every night. I mean, 8.30, 8.30, if I see 9 o'clock, I'm like, oh man, what have I done? This is late. And then I'm up at 4, 4.30, ready to forge the fields or whatever that we're programmed to do to wake up with the sun, whatever our, uh, my ancestors or my, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, so now I'm all, uh, but that doesn't, the, the, the COVID schedule, the natural cycle of a field forger is not the same as a stand-up comedian, a road comic that goes to bed. Yesterday was like, I try, I really try, I finished the shows, didn't hang out, didn't watch TV, didn't unwind when I got home and it was still midnight. That was my, like, putting my best foot forward to, uh crush as many hours of sleep that I could. I, was, I still only got to bed around 11.30 midnight. Anyway, so we're thinking maybe uh, 11 a.m., record the show every day, just so because we want to keep the, uh, na- uh, the amount of episodes up there, the same, five a week. We don't want to do less. And what ends up happening when we're doing shows all the time like this is uh, we end up ca- canceling and stuff last minute. So we're going to do it a little bit later. We'll take your suggestions. We're thinking maybe 11 or noon. We're thinking, uh, I don't know. Um, Marty says, no, 7 a.m. is when I start work. This is my routine. Shit, well, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe at 7 a.m. you can listen to the episode of the day before. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll... we'll uh, Mark T says, sorry, I have to veto any new hours for the show. This is true. Look, we do appreciate. We do have a handful of regulars that watch us live. We love it. Mark T says, 11 a.m. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, not kidding you, Mark T. We're, we're going to figure it out together. Hey, listen. We, we uh, yeah, Ken, Ken says I can work and listen. There you go. That's the attitude that I've uh, grown to know and love from Ken. Just overall optimism. Marty says, cat. Yes, that's Nuggy behind me. Nugget, if you're watching on the live feed, go ahead and hit that smash button or smash that like button just to, I don't know, in the name of um, Nugget. Yeah, that was a stretch. Wow. Anyway, so don't freak regular listeners and and um, people that watch live and people that to download the podcast episode earlier in the day so it'll just be it'll just be available a little bit later maybe by like noon or one or something it'll be up on all podcast platforms apple podcasts spotify and across the world wide web so uh anyway marty says 11 a.m is cool though uh wendy good morning wendy to-do list get jen new headphones yes absolutely i believe i'm gonna go do that today I think I had all these plans to do stuff to go out, but um, I don't have any shows tonight, so I think I'm just going to hunker down here and do some work. Anyway, what am what am I what am I what am I saying? 
This, so I did a set at Absolute Comedy last night. It was a lot of fun. Then I went across to Gatineau at Pop O Bar. I was talking about this on the show yesterday. It's a new, it's a, it's a new uh, night in French. It's going to start up on Thursdays that I'll be hosting every week. And um, I wear a three-piece suit when I do comedy. And it was funny because it's kind of like a, it's not really a three-piece suit kind of bar slash crowd. It's a great venue. It's renovated, state-of-the-art tech and lighting. and But it's like a tavern kind of vibe with, it's it's it feels like a comedy club with a tavern clientele. <laughs> a lot of regulars and stuff. So I'm there in a three-piece suit, which I don't even think about anymore because it's just what I've been doing for so long. And the green room was set up behind the room, like it's a long room, and in the back is the green room, then there's the bar, then there's the showroom to the front of the room, and the stage is at the absolute front. So to get from the green room to the stage, you have to walk behind the bar. People like lined up, sitting all across the lawn. And um, this one drunk guy, he was hammered. You know when they're so drunk, their lips are shiny, their lips are just wet, and they look at you, but they look through you. This guy was that. This guy was wet-lipped, drunk. And uh, I noticed that every time I would pass by, so I was hosting, and every time I would pass behind his bar stool, he would say something about me, like begrudgingly, like neck, <laughs> but just to himself, which is the best kind of chirping. That's like next level, you know, when you chirp. In front of other people, you're like, well, okay, he's making his buddies laugh. But this guy was just under his breath. Um, he, under his breath, he was he was just uh, like insulting me. Was, and I couldn't stop laughing every time I would go by. Because again, I, uh, this is also something I mentioned on the podcast. This show, I so I start picturing myself talking about it today. So I'm like, oh, content. So I'm like walking by with a smile every time he... But it started at first, and I'm like, it can't be, uh, it can't be. And then I noticed it every time I were by, so be at the bar. This guy had amazing posture too, straight back, wet lips, disheveled hair a little bit. He was wearing denim on denim, like a denim button-up shirt. He had a bit of a mustache, kind of like a mullety thing. Really red faced. I was concerned about his high blood pressure. But every time I would walk by, this was a French show and he was English. So I don't know if that, that way he was just like kind of tuned out and not listening, and, but or too hammered. But he was sitting there kind of one eye, one eye open. And I walked by first time and I just hear, suit. And I'm like, I go to the green room. I look up my set list for what I'm going to do next. And I'm like, is that, is that, did I hear that correctly? And then uh, on my way back to the stage, two minutes later, I walk by behind his tool and I just hear, and he did this all night. I couldn't stop laughing every time I'd walk by. It would just be like one angry word every time. Walk by another time, it's just like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the suit. I mean, if I was in an environment where I wasn't wearing a suit and someone wearing a suit, I, I can't see that I would care that much, but I guess some people it's off-putting maybe. I don't know what it is. It, come, it comes loaded with like some preconceived notions. Actually, one time I was doing a show in Iqaluit, March 2019. I was out in the bar with uh, the other comedians, Mike Ward and Eddie King. And um, we're just sitting there, have just 
having a, a drink after the show, and uh, it's a busy bar and a Callaway, and they they run weird hours. Like everything, like the the uh, liquor store closes is only open from like two p.m. to six p.m. or something like that. No hard lip, hard booze. Only beer and wine for hard booze. You need like a special permit and bars close and open at early times it's it's weird they have like a little window in the afternoon they're open and a little window and they close pretty early a lot of alcoholism so they, which is I, I, honestly which is why they keep those hours to prevent I, I don't know anyway it's it's very bizarre but we're sit, we're standing there in the uh, bar in a Calloway and this just guy just looks at me he gives me the once over the twice over and goes he shakes the other comedian's hands and then looks at me and goes, "I don't touch money." I don't, I don't even know what that meant. Like, uh, like, cause the suit, cause anyone who wears a suit makes a lot of money, and you don't touch money. Why? It was so right away. The other two comics fall on the floor laughing, and uh, it was funny enough. When he shook our hands, he shook Mike Ward's hand. Uh, Mike Ward's hand first. Mike Ward is like a multi-millionaire. I'm like, you don't know what you're doing right now because you just did touch a lot of money. Anyway, <laughs> I don't touch money. So this guy yesterday, same same kind of vibe. Every time I would bought buy, it'd be like, <laughs> all right, dude, whatever, man. So. um Simon Laverne, good morning, my favorite suited guy. Simon was at the show last night, very funny comedian and host of En Zone Neutre podcast. Go check him out. Thanks for doing the show last night. Thank, thank you for touching money. That's another thing. Speaking of touching, we're all, like most people, are double vaxxed and uh, waxed and ready for hot girl summer. But uh, so handshakes are in again. I've noticed that full open palm classic handshakes or the half handshake, hand, half hug is back. Full vengeance. And I am i don't even, I mean, at first I was like, are we doing this? But now I'm just like, yeah, I gave in. It's amazing that the pandemic has lasted so long that my, my philosophy or thoughts have changed in, in opinion. So at the beginning of this, I was like, I-, I could probably see myself wearing masks after this, and I'll never shake another hand, even in normal time. I'm back to a, sh- a handshaking. As soon as they give us the go-ahead, no more masks for me. But anyway, might not be over. As you say, I say that might not be over, and actually every day there's... Uh, I'm not going to get into COVID news because all you have to do is turn on any electronic device and uh, it's what you're going to hear. But it looks like we're not out of the woods yet. That's how I feel on the inside. That this is how I feel on the inside. Anytime someone mentions COVID first wave vaccine, Dave Grohl or Eric Clapton. There. Sick of it. Sick of it all. I don't care. Uh, anyway, I don't touch money. Talked about that. New show hours. Let's see what topics I have for you today. Let me quickly go at the uh, comments. Ken says, I don't touch money. Uh, 
Oh, Melanie says, no, I'm sure I'll ever shake again. Forget a hug. Hand and hug the other day felt weird. Yeah, you know what? Somehow the... Uh, Wendy says uh, that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, it's funny. I'm, uh, uh, Jen is uh, sleeping, Melanie. She has uh, shows reminding you at Absolute Comedy all weekend long, headlining. So uh, she's tired today. So she told me yesterday she might take the day off. And, uh, and um, I was hoping that she was uh, going to do the show. But last night decided she was going to take the day off. Um, yeah, it's uh, reintegrating into society. We're kind of training ourselves and all social um events now feel like aliens in human costumes doing their best to act as humans do as they've read in textbooks that's kind of the vibe like do we hug do we shake do we fist bump do we elbow bump it was already confusing before and now we've added more in the uh, rotation with the with the uh, elbow bump and the fist bump like there's just too much questioning everything but I think I'm wondering if hugs are better than a handshake. Because a hug, you can be pretty, uh, you know, you, you breathe away from each other. You hug. The, ha the Like, I've, I've already shaken a couple clammy hands post-pandemic. Like, now. It's not even post-pandemic. But, like, tail end of the pandemic, I've... I've um, but yeah, we're all we're all trying to reintegrate and uh, we feel weird about it. Like um, my social skills are so bad, as I mentioned. My my uh, like I've started using COVID as an excuse and realizing I'm a shit friend in certain situations. Like I'm blaming the pandemic. For, I'm like, oh my god, so nice. I can't believe I haven't met your kid yet. This is crazy. Like this pandemic, wild. He's like, he's eight years old. So I'm like, okay, I'm. I am a shit friend. Yes, hugs are a better option. Melanie says, bah, ha, ha, ha. It's not really COVID that lingers in my mind when I think of handshakers or hugs. It's germs now, and that enters my mind of how much other germs we take on or take in. Haven't uh, been sick once. Yes, I know. I know that is... Um, you do realize how gross humans are. Like, we just... Actually, the other day, about three, four weeks ago, I was uh, newly vaxxed and I was uh, in Magog, Quebec, doing a TV taping. And I was uh, I met a comic down at the uh, restaurant for uh, breakfast the day after the show before I hit the road. And we're talking and I inhaled his breath. I felt... Um, the hot breath of another man enter my lungs. It almost made me cough. I was like, <laughs> like uh, just a little, I was like, because it was, there was such a temperature change uh, when I gasped in this other grown man's air and I've never felt so fearful and uh, alive at the same time. But I realized how disgusting we are. We, we really are horrifically disgusting Leaking, rotting sacks of meat that just breathe onto each other and spit into each other's mouths and eyeballs. We spit in each other's eyeballs. That's what we do. Uh, we are gross. 
It was really apparent last, like when in the beginning of the pandemic, when when uh, Trudeau was like on the uh, front door of like Bad News Door, and he's talking. He's like talking about. He started. That's when he first brought out the talking moistly, speaking moistly onto each other, and you could see his hot his his breath because it was cold outside, traveling. And I was like, ugh, this is gross. Think of the things we did pre-pandemic. That. Uh, like, think of blowing out candles on a birthday cake. Do you think that's going to come back? Imagine blowing out birthday candles, like 20 candles. <laughs> All right, dig in, everybody. Yeah. So I wonder what will, uh, what will the, what will the, uh, Yeah, and then eating the cake, Melanie says. It's disgusting. We're disgusting. I think I'm just going to... We're re-watching Breaking Bad, so I think I'm just going to... Wear those yellow... So when they get that lab under the, the laundromat, when they get into uh, Gus Fring's new lab, they wear these yellow suits that cover everything except their face hole and then a gas mask on top. I think I'll just go out like that in public. Not even just to, uh, like Melanie said, not because not um, of COVID, just because disgusting. I don't want to inhale your, your man breath in the morning having brunch. Hey, oh. uh, uh. I don't know if I would have noticed though pre-pandemic. Like I don't know if 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 I would I'm I'm hoping I would have but has this just made us super hyper aware of of everybody's disgusting expelling gases at all times that's another thing farts and burps we're just inhaling that yeah what are we doing this is my now this is now my new cause is to uh, isolate us even more from each other. <laughs> Yes, I know. Ken says watching Breaking Bad and not Banshee. I haven't uh, gotten into Banshee yet. We got to get into. It. By the way, I heard it was really violent. Someone told me it was I, I which I can handle, but uh, Jen might not be. Uh, Jen might not be into the the crazy violence. Ah, <laughs> there she is. See, she can be here with us. Well, maybe she wash it without being ah her voice. Well, maybe you should wash it. There, it's funny. Like I, I play this. I, I miss her fondly. Although every time I would play this, if she was hearing this, she would get increasingly upset with each uh, time. <laughs> it's all coming from love. Why can't she see that, man? Come here. Let me breathe in your hot man breath. All right. Let me dive into these topics and see what sticks, if anything. New show hours. Oh, Seagull hits the amusement park ride girl in the face. I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm going to play it for you because that's what we do here on the show. A a, uh, 13-year-old girl was on... This is the worst ride to be on to get hit in the face by a seagull. She was on uh, the slingshot. Which, if you know the slingshot, there's all these uh, videos on the internet that you can, by the way, go on a slingshot wormhole of guys passing out 
on the ride. The slingshot is the thing where it's like it, it when you're on the ground, these two bungee rubber bands holding this contraption to the ground are pulled as tight as possible that it lets go and it flings you up in the sky. It's just a two-seater ride and there's a camera on you. And there's endless hours of videos on the internet of it's always guys passing out. It's always dudes. It's always like a couple. They get on the ride like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then every time they do this uh, false countdown where they go, all right, ready? Three, two, and then you go like on two. So it's unexpected. And it's always start with like muffled screaming. You can't get, it's like gasping for air, but screaming at the same time. The girl's always like, oh my God, it's great. And then right away, the guy passes out. His arms flopping around. And my favorite part is when they wake up and they're just uh, sitting in a chair in the sky and they don't know, so they kind of open their eyes. And, <laughs> and I'm not going to scream, but they wake up and... Uh... <laughs> I love slingshot videos. Guys always pa passing out. I don't know why, but... Uh... Yeah, this is the... Oh my God, the Fabio... In the 90s, Fabio got a seagull exploded in his face. Brent Butt, hilarious comedian, Brent Butt, and um, from Corner Gas, as you know, of course, Brent Butt, Canadian treasure. A lot of people don't know his stand-up. He was a very funny stand-up for like 20 plus years before he got Corner Gas. Oh, Hale is one of the funniest to ever come out of Canada. I mean, he's like... Tears rolling down your face funny. Brent Butt is so damn funny. But he's got one of the best bits ever. He did a Just for Laughs gala. And, and so YouTube, uh, Brent Butt, the seagull, um, seagull bit. It's one of the best pieces of business that you will ever see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note to, uh, we're going to tweet it out at JD Show with JG. And uh, put it on the, uh, join the official uh, Facebook um, a group. I just wrote Facebook group. That's not what I want. What did I want? Oh, uh, Fabio bit, Brent Butt. I'll put out the link on the uh, the Julian Dion show with Jen Grant official Facebook group. And also, uh, I'll put out a compilation of uh, slingshot videos. Okay, let's see what. By the way, I haven't seen this video. This is one of those where the headline just does it, sells it right away. Seagull trapped in slingshot. Um, no, that's not as funny as 13-year-old girl gets seagull in face. Let's see what we got here. Full screen that for you. And I'll get my little thing out of the way here. Get my little thing out of the way here. Get it? Yeah, that was that was dumb. Press play. Okay, you see the two girls on the slingshot ride, nervous as they all are. Let me see if they're gonna do the false countdown here. Ooh! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> did not oh my god that's the best hold on i'm gonna replay that <laughs> it doesn't even look real 
again, this is the first time I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, why does this bring me so much joy? And I think it's her birthday. I wonder whose birthday it is. The guy's like, "Happy birthday!" She's like, "Thank you." And the seagull's like, "Yeah, happy birthday!" Thunk. I hope the sea. I hope it didn't kill the seagull. Poor thing is just flying. <laughs> fuck. Because the camera is set on the slingshot, so it doesn't look like the slingshot's moving. It looks like the the bird. Um falls on the thing but it's actually the bird's just flying minding his own business poor thing and then the bird the this fucking dumb ride uh i actually feel i actually feel bad for the bird i hope i wonder if it killed it okay here we go she she leaves or they're waiting she leaves what am i saying sitting there happy birthday Ah, uh, you know why? Now I don't like this. Oh no, it looks like he flied. <laughs> it looks like he flopped away. <laughs> okay, I need to determine what whether or not this bird is okay. Um, it looks like his wings kind of flop. Do you think that would kill a bird? Cause that they're going fast. I'm too. I, I, now I'm too sensey. When Jen's not here, I take on the. Uh, maybe Jen's not sensey at all. Maybe I'm just projecting this whole time. Okay. I'm trying. Oh, man, it's funny and sad. I, I too. I don't know. I left animals too much. Okay, they're taking off. It kind of looks like the bird is okay, but I don't know. That's fast. I mean, they're flying through the air. I think this bird going by in my days. He's like, <laughs> and she just grabs it like a, like it's a. I don't know plush toy or something and just throws it off man that would suck i hope that bird's okay i don't know if uh <laughs> oh it was reported that the bird was all right yeah okay that makes uh that makes uh everything okay ladies and gentlemen the seagull survived Aww. you kind of do see him flapping a little bit but that is so funny. I wonder if that hurts. Like the Fabio one, the bird totally explodes in his face. This one, uh, well, no bird explosion. The bird is okay, which is good news by me. Fuck, that's funny. Oh, man. It flew away. Ken says you can see the shadow. Simon Avang, the bird, the bird is okay. Report the bird is okay. Upper body injury and small concussion. To uh, upper body injury and small concussion to the bird or to the, uh, I mean, uh, how's the 13 year old actually? Cause you're booking it. I mean, you must be going, I mean, you're going fast. Let me see if I can, uh, re read this with you. There's going to be a few articles like that today where I'm reading. Okay. Because, well, I'm alone petrified when you go to an amusement pile typically you gotta uh, have fun well unless you're this girl fortunately 13 year old kylie hallman uh, her trip to the park proved to be a bit feathered Ugh. I, I i that's my pet peeve when right like uh journalists are punny because you know they feel because this person even italicized the word feathered to really put emphasis on it. Unfortunately, 13-year-old Kylie Holman, 
her trip to the park proved to be a bit more feathered than she expected. Holman and her friend Georgia Reed were celebrating Reed's birthday uh, in New Jersey when the music when they took a ride in sp- uh, Spring Shot. By the way, I couldn't, you could not pay me enough to get on the Spring Shot because I just have in my head, as I get older, when I get on certain things, I just start going through what could potentially go wrong. When you're 13, you don't think of any of it. You go on, you go, this is going to be fun. I'm going to feel a tickle in my stomach. I'm going to feel it in a little adrenaline rush. It's going to be... When you're a grown adult, you go, okay, first of all, who's running this thing? Look at that. Oh, my God. I'm entrusted in this person to my whole safety, my life. And I do, by the way, I 100% judge a book by its cover in this case. When my life is in this person's hand, I go full judgy. Go, let me see those teeth. Let me see under those fingernails. Yeah, yeah, no. And, um, put my life in the, then I go look at the ride. Go, okay, elastic band, these, uh, bungee cord, like something's gonna go wrong. I start picturing all of the things, gave okay, one bungee cord, and there, by the way, there, there is a slingshot ride that fucked up. Um, there's a YouTube video that came out, I don't know, in the last year or so, like recently, of a slingshot, spring shot ride that, that uh, one of the bungee cords, before it takes off, they're ready. They're like in the basket, ready to go. And it's like pulled to the, all the tension. And then like one of the things snaps. Imagine it would have snapped uh, two seconds later as they're being flung in the air. That's, that's what goes on through my ma- mind. My mind is a bit feathered. <laughs> Anyway, Holman told NBC10 Philadelphia that she noticed a seagull flying towards her as she ascended. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> you just see it happening. The video shows the bird hitting her face, poor, ba- poor bird, then accidentally lodging her- itself <laughs> into her seat. The thing is that with birds, like there's nothing to them, but but like it's like there's nothing to them when you hold one, but at that speed, it must just feel like a soap bar in a... In a uh, pillowcase. Kyla told NBC10, I didn't want to fall out of the ride, so I waited for it to spin over once. Oh, it spins upside down. I quickly grabbed it and threw it off. Kylie and her friend bought uh, bought the video after the ride, after which Reed's father posted on YouTube where it racked up hundreds of thousands of views. Seagulls are known to be a little too comfortable around humans at times. Oh yeah, blame the seagull. Classy. Seagulls are known to be a little too comfortable. You mean when it's flying in the sky, minding its own business? Usually putting out uh, beach day snacks at risk. But it wasn't on the beach. This bird was in the sky, literally where birds belong, where where they uh, travel. Beach snacks at risk, but this takes proximity to a new level. It was in the sky flying, and this slingshot ride. The ride is literally called slingshot. Blaming the bird. You dummy. A lot of people shared it and asked if it's okay, if if the bird was okay. The bird, uh, yeah, nobody sustained any injuries. Okay, Simon was uh, joking (laughs) with upper body and concussion injuries. I don't know why I believe that, but uh, there we go. That's that. Oh, some of these topics are are a little 
Uh, it was crunch time. I woke up late today, and and uh, so we'll we'll see what sticks. This is what we do on these solo pods: throw shit to the wall, see what sticks. You guys witness it. You guys are there for the whole p- process. Um, let's go back to the comments. Let's see. Uh, a person died in Ottawa. Mark T says in a reverse bungee years ago. They forgot to secure the connection properly. It was his birthday. Oh, is a reverse bungee like this? Spring shot that makes sense because you're being you're being uh, propelled to the sky rather than diving. That's another thing, bungee jumping. I, I we live in Wakefield. There's a bungee, famous bungee, world famous, close to here, and I just can't. About ten years ago, you would have asked me, would you go bungee? Absolutely. Now, I just want to be on the ground, safe, at all times. No jumping. I don't. I don't. No. I, 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 anyway, <laughs> I do like coasters. Marty says, uh, Martin Lejal says, she got the bird flu. I gave you a drum roll, but Marty, let's be honest, that deserved a little bit of this. Um, anyway, we'll see. Whoops, sorry, I had the picture and picture still on. Um, okay, next. Mina Savari recounts weird Kevin Spacey moment. Uh, what's, what's, what, what do we got here? Uh, Mina, uh, Mina Savari. Did I say Savaris? Um, she recounts a weird and unusual brush with Kevin Spacey on the set of uh, American Beauty. She was uh, so she was twenty three at the time. And um, she trusted Kevin Spacey, and um, but there's one particular moment that doesn't sit well with her. In uh, preparation for a sp- uh, scene, I guess uh, Spacey uh, ad- brought her into a room where they lay on a bed uh, very close to one another. She told People magazine, he was sort of gently holding me. It was very peaceful, but weird and unusual. And then when the sex abuse uh, uh, allegations were made in uh, 2018 against Spacey, Savari immediately thought of that day, quote, leaving her in a confused state. That is a thing. Like actors, especially Kevin Spacey, who, uh, you know, was a phenomenal actor. He's fucked, you know, whatever. He, he, he was a good actor before we knew what a creep he was. One of the best. I mean... Uh, Usual suspect. I mean, come on. But that's the thing when you're like in that position and you're regarded like that, you can just make shit up and blame it on the process. You know, it can be like, it's it's, it's my process. Let me hold you in this bed in this private room for a few minutes. And people are like, instead, like if, if you were uh, a dentist, I always go back to comparing to dentist, but if you were a dentist and you'd be like, it's part of my process before I drill into your mouth hole, come into this uh, dark room and cuddle with me. I need to cuddle with you to get to the appropriate place to then do my work in your mouth hole. You'd be like, get get the hell away from me. But when it's in the arts, you don't question the process because there's so many different techniques and theories out there and philosophies that instead people go, wow, what a genius. Yeah, man. Spacey's a genius. And you just go with it in the moment. And then years later, someone goes, oh no, I was 14 and he, uh, 
he, he uh, a farmer carried me to a bedroom and tried to fuck me. You go, oh, maybe he's not a genius, but a um, pedophile? I want the manager! Yeah, anyway. That's a uh, surprise. Uh, whatever. That's the one. That's the Mina Savari recounts. Recounts weird and unusual brush with Kevin Spacey story. Dr. Dre, next topic, ordered to pay $293,306 a month in spousal support. Can we not call it spousal support at that point? Support implies that um, you're paying. It's, it's things that you need, like support for your life, you know, to pay bills, your livelihood, maybe, uh, you know, life, some lifestyle, but mostly just get at 300 grand a month. It's this is not support. It's just uh, wealth division, wealth divi- division of wealth. Just call it that. Dr. Dre ordered to pay uh, $393,306 a month in uh, in wealth split. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like child support, spousal support seems like, you know, the essentials. This is 10 times the average yearly salary in a month. Dr. Dre has been ordered to pay his ex-wife, Nicole Young, spousal support for the tune of $3.5 million a year. The music mogul uh, must deliver the cash in monthly installments of three hundred grand, like $293,306 start, starting on August 1st. That's wild. That's astonishing. That's California for you. That's, uh, who, Dr. Dre, whose full name is Andre Young. Imagine the pressure of... Uh, I mean, I know he, he's literally a billionaire. But still, that's a bill. I mean, I've got I've got to change my mental map. I've got to change my thinking. Uh, you know, I get like a $210 cell phone bill uh, for a month. Uh, and I'm like, holy shit, that's wild. Who pays that? That's not... This guy's paying 300 grand a month in spousal support. I've got no takes on this. I'm looking. Could you see? I'm looking. Like I'm compared to my cell phone bill support. No, I don't. I I don't care. I don't care that much about this. It's just fascinating to see what. Um, I don't know. American Beauty is awkward. Says Ken K. Ken uh, Ken Ken K. Melanie says seriously. People who invent these things are hardcore. Uh, full of trauma. What thing? Oh, like the reverse uh, bungee thing? Or severe ADHD? Nah, shit, I lost it. Sorry, Melanie. You ruined my life, so I deserve half your money support. LOL. Yeah, well, did you ruin your life? I mean, people get a divorce. Like, how is, uh, you know, people get divorced all the time. Are you ruining their lives? I don't think so. I mean, just, it sucks. It could be horrific. But uh, I don't know. Seems like an insane amount of money, says K. Ken K. K. Just call it, I'll call you K. Anywho, it's old. I don't know what age you start caring about your lawn, but 
It's not 37 yet. We live in the woods. We live here in beautiful Wakefield in the Gadno Hills. We and our backyard, our yard is like in a hill, like in the in the we live in the Gatineau Hills, so it's like very much around these parts. You'd call it the mountains, but if you live out west, you would not call this a mountain. But we call we call them a we call it a mountain here. No hills. So our backyard is hilly. You should see our lawn. I mean, it's very. How do we say? How would we say rustic? We just let everything. Like I'll 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 do it twice a summer. Usually I'll do the whole thing with a weed whacker. And uh, this summer I did it early, so now it's overgrown. It's a there's a medley of different wild flowers and weeds, and but we live in the woods. There's no na- I mean neighbors nearby, so we've really got we took the no mow may thing to the next level, and uh, but. Every time I look outside, I'm like, oh, I got to do the lawn. I got to do the lawn. Even though it's, it's, you know, it looks fine and who cares? Like if, if no one can see your lawn, do you cut it? Like no one sees it. We do have company that comes over, but I mean, it's, uh, so I read this article that says the, your lawn is a window to your soul. So let me see, uh, what it says about, oh, this might be a paywall, but I'm going to, I'm going to try I'm going to try. Hold on. We're going to we're going to go on this lawn journey together. So do you care about your lawn? Let us know in the comments. And uh like I I I feel like I did when I was younger more, but now that it's my own lawn, I don't care about it. Like when I was at my parents and stuff, I would mow the lawn and make it nice, but I don't really care that much now. What happened to me? What happened to me, you guys? All right, let me see what this uh, article, it's the Wall Street Journal, so it might be a paywall, and we might not be able to go on this journey together. Let's see what this says. This is just the show now. Reading with Julian Dion. Good morning. Your lawn isn't just a patch of grass. It's a window to your soul. Hi, I'm Julian Dion. Uh, the lawn around my childhood. Oh, this is like a column. Uh, the lawn around my childhood. Or it's uh, got only slightly less attention. Okay, the lawn around my child. This is all very obnoxious. The lawn around my childhood was uh, home. Was, got only slightly less attention than the humans inside. Every weekend, my father worked on it. See, I like that. I just don't have the bandwidth or the time. I, I guess I, I could make the time, but it's kind of like sports. I I know my friends. If you're into sports and lawn care, I'm jealous. I want that kind of leisure bandwidth in my head. Like I want to care about my lawn and go watch go watch a game with the guys on the weekend. Come on. It sounds fun and be in a fantasy pool and talk about our favorite players and plays of the day. <laughs> Fuck, I, I just don't have that. Instead, my lawn is overgrown, and uh, I could name you one Montreal Canadian player, and that's Carey Price, and that's my team. So, you know, I need more man things in my life. I think the 
lawn care would be. Uh, every weekend, my father worked on it. He pushed roughly a thousand pound gas mowered mower around for hours. Reese, I don't care. Okay, D- uh, dad, okay. Two of our neighbors, our lawn was just another, to our neighbors, our lawn was just another suburban expanse of green. But to my dad, like millions of other yard having homeowners, it was a canvas. A psychologist's couch, a playpen, a physical manifestation of his deepest fears and his greatest joy. Well, then what would my lawn say about me? My, my, uh, yeah, I don't know. That I like chaos and that I'm afraid of, uh, commitment. I, I don't know. Our lawn was one of the few places in my father's world where he could impose his will, plus, it was respite of his res, respite respite of his three children. It was a miracle he ever came and said, "Okay, this is too per, like a personal." I thought this would be like a fun, like a a scientific article or something of a study, but it's just like a column. Uh, anyway, oh, read the full story. Subscribe. Never mind. Never mind. I've got egg in, egg in my face on my face. Uh, I've got egg in my face after this this story. I should have done research. Well, maybe you should wash it. Uh, Maybe I should wash it, Jen. And maybe you should be here with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let me see. Is that it? Oh, the pooping a Trump man found guilty. This is a story, by the way. This is not a repeat. If you're just tuning in, this is a live show, July 23rd. But... This story is, uh, I've reported on this story before, reported, I've talked about it quickly. I I don't, I'm not a reporter. So let me uh, pull it up and do just a little bit of reading. All right, so you remember this Jerry Dietrich who who bills himself as, quote, Trump man has been found guilty for repeatedly using Biden supporting neighbor's yard as a toilet. Do you remember this? This was the guy that, um, like his neighbor looked out at 3 a.m. and he was like uh, crapping <laughs> by the bushes. He was dropping a, dropping a deuce simply because of the latter's political stance. So his neighbor was a Biden supporter, and he's like, "The doll doll show that son of a bitch. I'm um, I'm gonna go shit in the bushes by his house and never tell him it's me. That, that'll teach him." <laughs> uh. So, uh, Dietrich, who's 70, was cited in May, which is when we talked about the story, after he was caught doing his business in the middle of the night in front of the home of Greenville, about 40 miles northwest of Dayton, belonging to Matthew Guyette, 59, and his husband, according to the outlet. Uh, uh, Dietrich, who lives a few blocks over... He's not... <laughs> oh, he's not even like a direct neighbor... He lives a few blocks over. I did not know that when I initially read the story. So it's not like an immediate neighbor where you can just pinch a loaf and then waddle over and clean yourself off in your yard. This guy had to cut a tail and then walk a few blocks. And there's no way he wiped. He's got no bidet with him. Unless you did that that old trick, if you uh, ever find yourself in the wilderness and you nature calls and you're far from a toilet, just go outside and use one sock. Then you'll have, just have to throw out the other sock eventually. Um, 
but so he had to walk a few blocks over. That's crazy. And it's in the middle of the night. <laughs> 3 a.m. Imagine that. You wake up in the night. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go shit on that sum of my bitches long. You waddle over for three blocks the whole time going, this is a good idea. For sure, this is definitely a good idea. Then you're... <laughs> You're squeezing, squeezing one out, and you get busted in the middle of it. Then what do you do? You kind of just, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, just run home and then hose yourself off like a circ, like an a, a, an abused circus elephant. What are you doing? All this, by the way, at seventy years old. Well, maybe you should wash it. I agree. Maybe you should wash it. Are you fucking kidding me? That's crazy. Jerry also stated that he does it because he, uh, the residents are Democrats and supporters of Joe Biden, and he stated that he was, quote, a Trump man. Yes, make America great again by fertilizing our lawns. What does this say about this guy's... Uh, is this a window into this guy's soul? If, it, if your lawn isn't just a patch of grass, it's a window to your soul. What does it mean when you shit on your neighbor's patch of grass? What does that say about your soul? <laughs> huh. So the incident is politically motivated. This is how... Oh, we're so divided. We're so divided. Half of the world hates Dave Grohl. Half of the world hates Eric Clapton. I thought, I thought the same people that would have liked one would have liked the other. They seem like in the same wheelhouse. Those guys are both cool rock guys, as far as I knew. Anyway, Dietrich recently re-entered or entered a no, no contest plea to a misdemeanor littering charge. Littering charge? Excuse me, I'm just gonna throw out these excrements out of my sphincter right on your butthole. Uh, on your butthole, that'd be weird. That'd be weird if you're taking a crap on your neighbor's butthole. Maybe. Uh, That's when I would uh, uh, really impose social distancing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, who, he was sentenced uh, to 20 days behind bars. Oh, that would suck. But here's the thing. Uh, 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 no, um, no problem using the, uh, the jail cell toilet at that point. But that's an upgrade. Used to being watched by your neighbors, now you're being watched by your cellmate. Okay, that's, I don't even, the drum roll was unnecessary. Rimshot. In an apology, he uh, was ordered to write, you know he didn't want to. <laughs> the quote, mad shitter, is, uh, the, uh, the, uh, they've dumb, dubbed him on Facebook, reportedly said he was extremely sorry for what he'd done, which he acknowledged was inexcusable. Let me say that I didn't know uh, that you were gay. I did know you were a Democrat. I am a Republican. Doesn't make any difference. My actions were disgusting and cruel. By the way, the gay thing I'm fine with. That's okay. It was the Biden thing I was crapping on your lawn with. So I'm sorry if you took that the wrong way. Dietrich, who was also ordered to avoid contacting Guyette, who received the letter from a probation officer or going near his home, according to the smoking gun. Well, there you go. There you have it. The Trump man, pooping Trump man, found guilty. All right. Well, 
I think that pretty much about does it. We did talk about the new show hours, the seagull hits amusement park, right? Girl in the face, Mina Savari, Dr. Dre, uh, your lawn, and then pooping on your lawn. There. We don't have a daily dose with Jen Grant. As she is not here, let me go back to the comments real quick. What do we got here? Uh, Okay, so we're having uh, guesses at what age you start caring about your lawn. Someone says 40, maybe 39. <laughs> uh, Ken says, I've been patching, uh, fixing a patchy lawn and looking great. It is, I guess it could be rewarding. My, uh, yeah. Better for the bees to let things go wild. That's right, Wendy. That's why I'm doing it. That's the thing. No Mo May has been a thing for the last couple of years, and it's really grow got got some traction this year and uh, that's what i'm i'm doing it for the bees i'm not just a lazy piece of shit i'm doing it for the bees i'm doing my part just mow a path wendy says yes my brain wouldn't let me be okay with uh my brain wouldn't let me be okay with overgrown i like mine short for the extent of being too short and maybe slightly losing the green tone yeah melanie i'm the same way i usually really used to like I'm like growing up and stuff. Anytime I'd mow the lawn at home, I'd put it on the lowest setting. Like I would make these in my head. I would mow the lawn so short, thinking it would be like a green, but then um, like a, a golf green, but then it would just turn yellow. But but yeah, I'm usually the shorter the better. I and I love it when I actually do it. I love it. The yard looks bigger. It's cleaner. It's satisfied. I love the look of a lawn. That's done. I'm just, uh, I don't care enough to get motivated to do it often because I'm just always doing stuff. There's just nonstop stuff to do all the time. I think I'm just going to have to start hiring people to do stuff. Uh, all right. Um, yes, Wendy says that some people spray paint their lawns green. That's a thing I've been seeing too spray painting the lawn maybe i'll just do that like cut it really short or just put astroturf in the back just fake lawn because again i i like that that look but uh anywho's anywho's my moozle my noozle what do we got here we're gonna go we're gonna go for the close we're gonna wrap it up We're going to, uh... oh yeah, oh this, this is like a breathy thing I feel like, here's the, hold on, here's the thing if your neighbor's a Republican, you still catch shit on his lawn if you don't agree with him. Your pants down literally Growing a tail by your neighbor's apple tree yeah, Come on Trump man who guy was found guilty of Taking a shit on his neighbor's lawn But it's not cause they were gay <laughs> Rather just cause they're Biden supporters Okay, what else do we talk about today? Seagull hits 
A girl in the... F- uh, this song is weird to sing to. Hold on. Let me see if I can. It's... Uh, sometimes the song... Oh, this is called Brightens the Day. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Appreciate you being here. Here we go. Two. Three. <laughs> All right. I don't touch money. That's right. I don't touch it. So if you're wearing a suit, don't touch my fucking hand, you disgusting piece of money. <laughs> Is what I was told after a show when I was standing in a bar. Someone didn't like the cut of my jib. What am I doing here? It's too early for me to sing. But I'm doing it anyway. What else are we talking about today, ladies and gentlemen? Dr. Dre has to pay 300 grand a month for spousal support. His wife, ex-wife, must have a cohabit or... They say that your window is a, your lawn is a window to your soul. If that's the case, my soul screams disorganization, disorgan, disorganization, dis, uh, chaos, mess. All right, I'm gonna go for the close, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Oh. you watching the show tuning in on this pod that I've had to do solo cause Jen is tired alright thank you ladies and gentlemen yeah I bailed call me the bailout I bailed on that one I am uh, thank you so much for watching the show today the Julian Dion show with Jen Grant Live Mondays through Fridays at 7 a.m. and available on demand wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple, or if you, even if you're not, if you're watching this now, if you own an iPhone, if you could do me the favor and go on the Purple Podcast app, the Apple Podcasts app, and just leave a review, it makes all the difference in the world. Smash that like button on YouTube. Thanks, Wendy. Funny show, Julian. Thanks for the morning giggles, and have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Wendy. Have a great day. Thanks to Ken. Thanks, Melanie. Who else uh, commented here? I'm scrolling up fast. Uh, Marty. Mark T, of course. Simon Averne. The usual suspects. Thank you so much, everybody. Subscribe. Talk about the show. Share the show. That is how we grow. We'll see you guys on uh, Monday. We might be coming at you at a new hour. Oh, well, maybe not on Monday, but I mean with the new hours. We'll, we'll uh, discuss some more, but uh, we'll be back Monday with a new episode. That's for sure. Follow us on Instagram, and I am going to post the Brent But Fabio bit on the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant official Facebook group. So be sure to join that. Follow us on all social media. That's all all the plugs. Go to absolutecomedy.ca for tickets to Jen Grant's shows all weekend long. We'll see ya 
when we see you. And until then, watch your head. Waste of time. A waste of time. A beautiful.